It's time for another episode of Let's Talk Business South Carolina, featuring industry outlooks, panel discussions on trending topics, and interviews with business executives, community leaders, and government officials. And now, coming to you from the Drum Creative Studio, here's your host, longtime South Carolina business publisher, Rick Jenkins. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Business South Carolina. We're up to episode number 23. Glad you could join us. Uh, I'm your host, Rick Jenkins, and today we're going to be taking a look at the financial market outlook for 2024. And before we get into that, we're going to take a little sneak peek back at 2023, what a volatile year 23 was. And here to help me have this conversation today is Jeff Froman. And if you watch this show, you have seen Jeff several times. And uh, so I'm glad he's back. He's our wealth management expert, always here to help me. And uh, Jeff uh, is a financial certified financial planner for Ameriprise Financial Services. Jeff, welcome to the show. Thanks, Rick. It's cool. I'm always glad to be back. Uh, not a better time than now. Um, looking back at 23 and looking forward to 24. Um, my main job is really just to help my clients navigate the markets and um, help them manage their financial life. So yeah, it's, it's a great time to be doing this. Well, I tell you, navigating the markets in 2023 was no easy feat. It was quite the roller coaster year. Now you're going to correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, from where I sat, once we get through 2023 and we look back on it, it wasn't too terribly bad when you look at it from from a whole, right? However, during the year, all kinds of crazy stuff happened. In in the beginning of the year, we had the regional bank uh, fail. Uh, several regional banks failed, right. and which you know uh, made us think uh, back a few, several oh, yeah. years to to the banking issues. But we also oh, yeah. had inflation concerns and. Uh, rising interest rates and mortgage rates were going up and talk of inflation and recession. Give me your thoughts on 2023. Sure, yeah. I mean, the year started out, um, looking back, we had the, the mini banking crisis where we had um, the Bank of California fail and then uh, Republic Bank um, after that um, was in danger. And it's like it just brought down the whole middle section of the banking industry here in uh, um, the Greenville area, Truist. Right. Uh, you know, that's right. Um, was severely pulled down by this whole thing with the fear of who's going to be next, which bank is going to fail next, and the Fed and the um, the government actually did a really good job of containing that. At what price? You know, that's debatable. But you know, they did a really good job of containing that. What was and what really saved 2023 was AI. And because the, the, the big seven, you know, we're talking Apple, Microsoft, Google, Amazon, you know, Netflix, you know, and, and some of those others, you know, they were starting to stall out. And then the whole AI craze kicked in and really picked up um, the uh, whole um, part of the technology of the, uh, the technology sector of the market. So 2023 had, you know, some good points, some bad points, but the it was really focused on the technology sector. I mean, the S&P ended up um, uh, 24, 25%, the NASDAQ up over 40%. The Dow was the laggard. Nobody really liked the value side of the equation in 2023, um, was only up about uh, 10 or 12%. So 2023, was it was a good year in the markets if, you were in the right sectors. Personally, yeah. I had overweighted my clients in technology. We did pretty darn well. 
Well, uh, I'm glad to I'm glad to hear that. I, I want to go back to AI for a second, and it's interesting you say that it. I think to use your word, save the market to some degree, uh, because AI has become such a a hot button. It has become quite controversial, um, and and a lot of different ways. Uh, but you're saying that uh, it's the reason that we can look back and say it was a pretty decent year. Absolutely. You know, AI has got a lot of applications. You know, I don't know if you've been shopping on Amazon lately. Yes, I have. Um, if you look at the reviews, there's a summary review that's AI generated on Amazon. It basically looks at all of those, you know, either tens mm. or hundreds or even tens of thousands reviews on Amazon and summarizes it into a single paragraph and says, this is what most people are saying about this product that is good. And it says this is what most people are saying is bad about this prop, prop uh, excuse me, product. So right. it's AI has a lot of great applications. You know, there's the big fear out there that at some point the machines are going to be smarter than <laughs> us. You know, and it's like I don't know it, it, about that stuff. Um, and then there's the fear that AI is going to take jobs from people. And to be perfectly honest, yes, it will. But it's going to take jobs and also create jobs. So, you know, you have the creative destruction just like you had with the internet back in the late 90s, early 2000s with all of the jobs that it really got rid of and all the jobs that it created. Right. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to turn into a Terminator society. Uh, you know, I don't know if that's going to occur. There's an 80s reference from an old 80s guy, but... Uh, uh, but I can certainly understand that despite all of the controversy that AI and the companies that run AI are certainly attractive to investors. It makes perfect sense. Let's shift to 2024. Sure. Uh, can we put all that recession talk behind us now? No. Um, in general, the, the I think 2024 is going to be kind of a reset back to more normal economy, more normal markets. Our uh, chief economist um, sees... Um, inflation tempering back to the 2% level, with it, which is the Fed's target by mid-year and possibly even down to um, 1.8 by the end of next year. Um, so that's good. Inflation is coming down. Does it mean prices come down? No. Um, the risk of a recession is still out there. Um, our chief market strategist sees that risk at less than 50% now, but it doesn't mean that it won't feel like a recession to some people. Um, the good news is with that depressed demand, um, the Fed will be likely to start lowering interest rates. Um, right now, the Fed fund futures, which is a kind of a market determination of how many cuts the Fed is going to make, says the Fed's going to cut rates five times next year. We don't believe that. Um, we think the Fed's going to cut rates twice. How many? Yeah. Excuse me. How many times did they cut it this year or twenty twenty three? They have not cut rates at all. From twenty twenty one until now, they have raised rates. I think thirteen times. I mean, I meant raised rates. Yeah, I think they've raised rates thirteen times. They went from zero right. to five and a quarter in the shortest period of time. Yeah, exactly. Ever. All right. So they have raised them 13 times in the past? Oh, uh, let's call it uh, 16 months. 16 months, and you're anticipating they raise them a couple no, times? No, they're going to cut, cut Or decrease them a couple twice times? Twice next year. Twice next year. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you now. Um, let's talk um, about 
uh, inflation. Sure. In 2023, there was a lot of concern. Inflation got high, it got higher, it got higher, and then it started coming down and started looking pretty good for a while. Where are we right now and where might we go? Inflation is going to continue to moderate throughout 2024. Like uh, I think I just mentioned, uh, we believe that by the middle of this year, inflation will be to the 2% target rate of the Fed, which means prices are going up on an annual basis of 2% per year. And by the end of the year, it may be slightly lower than that. The thing to remember is prices are not coming down. The higher prices you're paying now are going to stay. It just means the pace at which those prices go up slows down. So it gives the opportunity for the, you know, the average worker for their wages to start catching up. Because right now wages, even, even though wages have been going up relatively fast, inflation has been going up faster than wages. So the worker has been losing out. We're going to have an opportunity to start catching back up this year. So it is uh, not necessarily the case that uh, when you see inflation flattening, that means prices are coming down. No. That's not what it's about. There, that is actually one of the risks that our chief market strategist put out there for this year is that the Fed did too good a job in bringing inflation down and we start seeing deflation, mm -hmm. which means the Fed would have to act aggressively to stop that from happening. It's like the opposite prices falling quickly is almost as bad as prices rising quickly. So that is one of the market risks out there right now. The second half of the year, maybe, you know, if the Fed did their job too well, we would have deflation, which means the corporate profits go down and all of a sudden companies start laying off a lot of people. And yeah, it's it, so deflation could be just is just as bad as inflation. You know, inflation was a real political hot button in 2023, which you know makes me wonder: to what degree do political tensions impact the market? They're transitory, really. Um, this year is an election year, and. So the we're going to see volatility in the market because it's an election year. You know, who's going to be president? What does it mean for policy? What does it mean for business? What does it mean for the average American? And you're going to see the market volatility be introduced into the market because of that. But in the end, all the markets really care about is that we actually do elect a president. Things would be really bad if we couldn't actually well, elect a president. Yeah, exactly, which could lead us off into a lot of rabbit trails, and we won't take no, that bait. No, no. I, 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 will, I will say that, that um, a president is going to be elected this year, The market and the market is going to be positive. We're going to have a lot of volatility throughout the year, but right now our um, investment research group is predicting that um, by the end of the year, the markets are going to be about 10% higher than they are now. That's not too bad. No, not at all. And this year, they were about twice that, though. Yes, but you know, the average, if you look at the average of the S&P 500 over a very long period of time, 20 or 30 years, it averages about 9% a year. So if we do 10%, we're still running above average. Gotcha. Uh, Ameriprise, 
uh, I would assume that they have a year-end forecast already and already looking forward to Q2, 3, and 4. What does that look like according to them? Um, year, like, as I just said, year-end forecast for um, the markets is 10% higher than we are now. So uh, about 51, 5200 on the S&P 500. Um, it, uh, the economy is going to be much more subdued. We're going to have um, the economy is going to slow dramatically. We're going to have a GDP this year average of about one and a half percent, which is about, you know, one uh, percent. This 2023, I think, was about 2.7 percent. So we're going to moderate our um, economy quite substantially. Um, unemployment is going to go up a little bit, but remain under five percent. So all in all, it's not going to be a bad year, It's cool, but there's going to be some existential threats to that. Um, the um, ongoing um, problems in the Middle East could affect oil prices, which could bring back inflation, which would be a bad thing. Um, the tensions with China. China's economy is actually more fragile than more, most people know. They're... they're um, whole real estate market is really on the verge of free fall um, because of overbuilding. Um, of almost half of China's um, growth over the last two decades has come from um, building residential housing in all of their big cities, and it was way overdone. So there's, there's a lot of you know, things that could go on, but, you know, all things being equal, and that's generally where we do the prediction is market's going to be up 10%. If things go wrong in certain sectors or, or geopolitical-wise, maybe it's a flat market for the year. If everything, absolutely everything went absolutely right, we might be up 20%. So, But, you know, um, our company tends to take the more conservative middle road outlook and right now we're saying we'll take 10% and call it good. I would. You mentioned sectors. Uh, any sectors that you anticipate performing well or, yeah, per, or actually, performing poorly? Actually, well, the, the, uh, as far as performing well, um, anything that's related to um, tied to interest rates, um, because the Fed is going to lower interest rates. And although we may not get the five interest rate cuts that the market wants this year, we're going to get a couple. But over the next two years, we're going to get multiple cuts. So anything tied to those interest rates, bond prices will go up because interest rates are going down. So um, and then uh, companies that are heavily levered like utilities are generally heavily levered. As interest rate comes down, their profitability tends to go up. Um, real estate right now is very problematic because there's a lot of real estate debt that is rolling over this year. And it could be, that is probably the biggest reason why the, the regional banks have not really taken off is because they hold most of that real estate debt. And if the um, person that needs to refinance can't afford the new levels of interest rate, it becomes a problem. So we're hoping that the real estate sector towards the end of the year will turn around, but right now probably stay away from real estate. Um, the value side uh, has not really participated well, but now that the market is becoming a more normal market, 
companies that pay dividends and have stable cash flow are actually coming back into style. So there's a number of areas of the market that have not done as well as the big technology move that you might want to put some more money into because they have not moved as much as the rest of the market. I'm going to take you on a slight tangent, really good info. I'm going to get you out of here on this on a slight tangent. If I'm retiring in a couple of years and I'm not, but if I'm retiring in a couple of years, what advice do you have for me? Call me. <laughs> the first piece of advice I'd have. Okay. Second piece of advice would seriously make a financial plan. Um, talk to an advisor. Make sure that you're ready to retire, You know that your um, assets will support the lifestyle that you're looking for. You know, so yeah, absolutely make a plan two years out, you know, three years out, five years out, and then really a year after you retire. Is everything going the way you thought it would? Right. That's good advice, and I want to give you a little love before we go here. You have kind of got that Sean Connery feel going on uh, now. I've been told with this that. thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. you got that Sean Connery thing going Absolutely. on there, and I dig that. Folks, that is Jeff Froman. Jeff is a certified financial planner and a wealth management expert with Ameriprise Financial Services. Thanks for joining us, and we will see you next time on another episode of Let's Talk Business South Carolina.